listening to Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Horses. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So we have here with us today Stephen Jones, a comedian. Look at your shirt. Now back at mine. Look down, back up. Where are you? You're in the library with the man your grades could be like. You, you probably know him from Random Acts of Kindness on BYU TV. You also probably know him as the skinnier Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Um, these yes. are both true. <laughs> he was thinking this in his mind, but he didn't tell me. I didn't it. say it. <laughs> but like, come on, come on. It's, yes. it's pretty accurate. We're related, actually. Ooh. No, we're not. We're not. Oh. I was joking. I'm joking. Like, I'm, I'm joking. I, I, I don't know. I'm joking. Well, we're going to talk about the humanity of church leadership. Because you know what? A lot of times people... You know, when, when when a church leader has done something wrong or done some, made a mistake, people are like, ah, look, the Mormon church is run by evil people. But mm-hmm. then sometimes they have this idea of like, yes, all of the leaders are perfect and pristine. And really neither is true. So we're going to discuss that because it's super important. So, Stephen, you, yes. you should know a lot about this because you also teach seminary. I do. I do. Mm. I do. Now, don't don't let the beard throw you off, okay? I didn't, it's I more didn't, like a scruff. It's like a scruff, but I mean, I you know. It's good. I, I got you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, people judge you. I'm, I'm just saying, like, people, like, think about it. I mean, a lot of us, we, we try not to be judged, but we all naturally just judge, you know? Yeah. And so even though we know that, I think sometimes we kind of just naturally are like, worried that people are judging you. So that was like an insecure statement that I just made. I'm like, I hope they're not judging me, but anyway. I, I got it. You know what I'm you. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's but, what I wear. It you've got a stigma. cardigan on and you're in shape. The the people watching our show are going to love you. They're going to be like, who is this handsome man? I, oh, I guarantee. I thank guarantee. you. Thank you so much. I feel assured now. I'm like, no. No, there's going to be a comment like, oh, I wish he was my seminary teacher. Like, hey, take it easy. You weirdo. No, but I just think that, uh, I think just naturally, uh, think about it. Like, as a teacher, imagine when you were, like, a kid. Like, you see your teacher in the grocery store, and they're, like, getting Fruit Loops. And you're like, hold up. Like, Mr. Johnson eats Fruit Loops? Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, out of no, context. True. Yeah, yeah. We kind of see people, and we, we put them in this box of, like, teacher. Mm-hmm. And then when you throw them out, like, if I see students, they never, they don't recognize me when I'm wearing regular clothes. They're like, I'm like, yeah, we, we every day in class. <laughs> see you and they're like oh yeah that's right you know and I think that's the same thing we do with like leadership sometimes you know we put them in this box and then like we just anytime we see them outside of the box it's like we just want to jump at it and think like they're crazy or something you know that they're they're this or that but anyway yeah no I, I, I would say that if if you listen to people that have problems with the church a huge percentage of problems arise from the simple fact that they disagree with something uh, that a church leader has made, uh, whether that's you know a bishop, stake president, uh, member of the seventy, or even the prophet himself. Uh, but I think it's important to remember. I, I always look back to Christ, the time of Christ. Of course, Christ was the hmm. perfect human, the, the perfect person, uh, the only one without sin. But when he came to establish his church on the earth, the Son of God it was still an extremely messy process. Mm -hmm. You've got Judas, who was an apostle. You've got Peter trying to cut some dude's ear off. did cut a guy's ear off. He cut a guy's ear off. You've got Paul, uh, who was an accomplice to murder before his his conversion. You've got Jonah, who was a prophet of God, literally fleeing from his responsibilities. (laughs) 
and just I'm just gonna let Nineveh burn. That that's basically what it <laughs> yeah. came down to. Right. But then we come to modern prophets, and we look at Joseph Smith, for instance, and uh, something that he did that was questionable, and we're like, nope, can't be a prophet. Yeah, mm. I think it's so interesting because we we. Oftentimes, I feel like we hold LDS prophets to a higher standard mm. than biblical prophets, mm. which is silly. They're both uh, prophets. They yeah. can all, mm. they can make mistakes. The Son of God was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. He was perfect. Jesus was perfect. So, but, but I want you to put yourself in this position. Let's say you're a Jew at the time, and you're, you're listening to this Jesus fella, and you're like, hmm, let's see what he has to offer. He's claiming he's the Son of God. You know, he's claiming things that are really big. You're like, this guy's claiming the Messiah. And then you look and you go, he can't even hold his church together. Mm. He has his apostles are leaving. They're doubting him. Mm. If you were at that time and you had the same standard you have now, you would not be a member of the true church. You would have scoffed and mocked and walked away. You would have walked away from Christ. So I think we need to get that attitude and throw it out. Mm. We can totally be members of the church and recognize that leadership going to make errors. Right. And we never claim that our prophets or our church leaders are perfect. Yeah. The only person that we claim to be perfect was Jesus Christ when he was living on the earth. I mean, and it's so interesting too, because other churches, like I know the Catholic church, hmm. they don't claim the Pope to be perfect either. Yeah. And the Pope can speak as the Pope, or he can speak just as a human being. He's not speaking doctrine all the time. And hmm. I think it's interesting because that's the same way that we regard our prophet as when he's speaking in general conference, of course, we're going to abide by that counsel as best we can and we're really going to try to follow that but he has a normal life too he has a life with his family and his kids and you know what i mean like Mm. there's no way he can be perfect all the time but when he's speaking as a prophet it's different than when he's just speaking day to day you bring up a topic that i think goes along with this too is like we look at the past in the lens of today right and i think that we look at other people in the lens of our own you know Mm. and i think that the way you see it, I think most of us, we want to be perfect, like we strive to be. And I think that because of that effort, we try to look at other people. And we hope we hope that it's possible because it's like you see Jesus and you're like, well, he was human, but he was half God, right? right. But he was able to be perfect. But then if I look at a prophet, it's like you kind of maybe see him like he's like Jesus, but he was not. Mm-hmm. He's a real person. People look backwards and they look at like, the, the culture of the time. The culture yeah. of the time. But then even the other element of just, like, our insecurities and in our own selves, I think, make us even change the perspective even more, you know? Were you, like, a psychology major like, or something? Yeah, I was, actually. <laughs> they like, that was deep. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. yeah. People like, judge you based off of what, you know what I mean? People, you never see a big person make fun of us. Like, somebody who's worried about, if you're big or not, you're gonna, if you're worried about being overweight, if you're not worried about it, you're not going to make fun of somebody. You're not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think we, in a perfect world, prophets would not um, would not hold to the ideologies of their particular cultures, right? They, uh, would, they would be able to rise above those things. But that's not true. Uh, but can a prophet make a mistake? That's a question. Absolutely. I mean, can they? Can they? I mean, I think that expectation we have is kind of crazy to think that everything they say is perfect mm-hmm. all the time. Like, that'd be an amazing relationship. But Wait, I don't, you know what I mean? Um. But I got a question, though, because you guys say that... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I read it's it. It's good you think I it's funny. It. I don't think it's funny anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it wait, wait, wait. Oh, my shade. Dang. It's like it's so a little thing. bit. I'm just, like, getting... Maybe, Sorry. Maybe uh, you're new, going new accent? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Not a new like accent. 
<laughs> I'm just glad I was here to experience that. Yeah. Wait. Okay, so, uh, but I got a question, though. So, <laughs> you guys are all heard all the time. You know, you guys say, oh, you know, a prophet can't lead you astray. So, if a prophet makes a mistake, then there are you guys, are you know, you're being led astray. You know, if I say I want some maple syrup and then you come and you give me some honey there, I'm going to have to be upset at you. Have you heard that one? Syrup, have you heard that one? I think she likes that one. Yeah, no. What it's, is I just, that? That's bringing me back, that's bringing me back to. Hey, Bobby, don't you know? With, uh, Bobby's World. You guys, do you know? Do you even know about Bobby's World? Uh-uh. Anyway, Bobby's I just world. dated myself. I know, okay. Elmo's World. Bobby's World. That was back. He knows what I'm talking about. Bo- Mr. Noodle? <laughs> you don't know Bobby's World. Don't worry about it. No. Cut. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't even know what Creepy's question was, though. No, Sorry. no, so. <laughs> so funny. Well, no, because we have this quote in our in church history a prophet will never lead us astray. And so a lot of people interpret that to mean. Um, the prophet will never make mistakes, but that isn't true. Let's. What does this actually mean? Here's what I think, and I've had trouble with that quote. I think we have it on here somewhere. The principle that the Lord will never allow the president of the church to lead the church astray. I think, and this might be a little tangential to this, but I think sometimes we underestimate the importance of what is going to happen after this life. Um, we've got, we've got eternity to work things out. And there's a great verse. It was incredible because the church, in this month's issue of the Ensign, they published an article about Islam. And it's a fantastic article. Uh, But the article ends with a quote from the Quran. And I really loved it. And I think it has some truth in it. And I'm going to read it real quick. So, uh, according to the Quran... If God had willed, he could have made you a single community, but he desired to test you in what he has given you. So, compete with one another in good deeds. We will all return to God, and he will inform you regarding the things wherein you used to disagree. Hmm. And what I take from that is, we're going to make mistakes in this life. Prophets are going to make mistakes, but we're going to work it out at some point. Like, if mistakes are made... The, the Lord's going to help us work them out after this life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's I, comforting to me. Well, what does it mean if they do make a mistake? That's what I want to know. I mean, is it, is it ultimately mean, does it ultimately mean that everything, like, everything's bad? You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. with anything, like if, if you, uh, I don't know, I, was, I served my mission in Brazil, okay? When you, like, when I, before I left, if they would get, like, a, a fly got in my food, I'd freak out. But, like, at the end... I was like putting flies on my food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, oh, yeah, yeah. does it mean the one fly makes everything terrible? You the know? worst oatmeal I've now, ever had. <laughs> no, but I know that like, I don't want to oversimplify it. But I mean, yeah. is that maybe why it's such a big deal? Because it's like, what's the, I'm just trying to think of like, what's the question that I, makes I, I it think, controversial? You know I, what I, mean? I, I, I would say that um, when we say follow the prophet, yeah. trust in the prophet, you know, the Lord has ordained a prophet from Adam to now. It makes it seem like we're saying that, you know, prophet is perfect. Um, but hmm. that isn't true. When we, at least the way I interpret it, when we say that the, the prophet, well, God will never allow the prophet to lead the church astray, what we're saying is if it's something can be led astray, that means it's going off its goal. And what is mm-hmm. the goal of the church? There we go. Be, to prepare the world for the second coming of Christ. That's what we're doing. We're preparing the world for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Nothing the prophets have ever done has ever veered us off that path. Yeah. Ever. So a prophet may make a mistake. They might they could make a doctrinal mistake. That happens. They could apostles have have views on on certain things and you can you can play your apostle battle. Like evolution isn't real. Well evolution is real. You can do that. You can 
pick your battles, but nothing that has ever happened in church history, ancient or now, has ever stopped the world from progressing for the coming of Jesus Christ. But the coming of Jesus Christ for what, you know? Like, he's coming to save us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think, like, he is preparing us for the second coming and, like, ultimately so that we can make it back to God's presence. You know what I mean? Like, right. yep. I mean, I feel like, you, you know, the church and there's church and then there's the gospel. And I think that we confuse these like crazy. Like I'm talking like like crazy. Mm-hmm. You got the church, the organization, and mm-hmm. you got the gospel. What's right. the gospel? Faith, repentance, baptism, Holy Ghost. Right. That's really Doctrine. about it. Mm-hmm. Faith, repentance, change. I want to be better. I'm improving myself so I can like because I'm. We're not like you said. People make mistakes. That's what we're talking about, right? And so, a church leader, a prophet, they need faith and repentance. And baptism in the Holy Ghost, like everybody does, you know, <laughs> and they didn't even ask to do it. You and know what I mean? <laughs> that brings up a great point because a lot of people come into the church and then later on they find out about mistakes that past leaders have made and they think, well, why hasn't the church told me about this? But it's because they're focusing on what you just said faith, repentance, right. baptism, the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. That's their mission, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our focus is not reconciling, you know, all of these things that have happened in, in, in the past. Our right. focus is salvation. And it yeah. doesn't mean we're trying to hide anything. It's just that's not important. We're trying to teach what's <clears throat> important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're like me and you learned all the crazy stuff before you joined, um, <laughs> I was like, ah, I learned this. Ah, Quakers on the moon, blocks on the priesthood. Ah. I, like, I, I learned it all. Um, and you know what? The Holy Spirit was just stronger than those things. That's what it comes down to. The Holy Spirit was like, it's fine. Like, it'll work. You'll, like, you'll, you'll get it one day. Or it just, it, you know. Like, that's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. We often discount that. We often discount, and we just look at the history. We look at these people who are fallible men who made mistakes. And we go, oh, it can't be true. You are totally discrediting the third part of the Godhead. He, it's uh, not going to be this easy, perfect. It's just not. Uh, the, the first two people... The first two people who got to planet Earth made a mistake, like, right off the bat. Like, the one thing that God's like, don't do, they did. I think when we're talking about this, it's important to remember that everyone has agency. And when we say follow the prophet, Heavenly Father won't let the prophet lead us astray, that doesn't mean Heavenly Father is going to take away our church leader's agency, because he can't. That's why we're sent here, we're here to learn and grow, and he's not going to take away our choices. And so it's important to remember that Heavenly Father's not going to take away their agency. They're always going to have their decisions to make. But Heavenly Father's not going to let them go so far off that it will lead the whole church astray too. Definitely. Yeah. I think you think of, you made me think about Paul. I mean, we talk about Paul so far away. Paul was like the complete opposite. The complete <laughs> opposite. And like, if you start off with Paul, like Paul comes and meets somebody and like, oh, you're the guy. In fact, he did. Like he had to go back to cities where he was like throwing people in jail. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. He was the one that he didn't make Stephen die, but he's the one who consented to be like, hey, yeah, stone him. Right. He's holding their coats. And so we're going to go back and be like, well, yeah, this church, the whole like he wrote like almost half of the New Testament. Like just throw that out because he he consented for for Stephen to die. You know what I mean? Considering the history of the church anciently that Christ himself tried to establish and how messy that was. I think we're extremely fortunate (laughs) with the restoration orchestrated uh, well, by Christ through Joseph Smith. Yeah. yeah, We have the authority of the fullness, but everything hasn't been unveiled yet. So mm-hmm. the church 
cannot be completely perfect until that happens. Now, the gospel is perfect. The church, however, is not. But the thing is, those two things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If you, the gospel without the church is like um, being in a car without an engine. You know, you've got your destination, and you've I'm here, I got the gospel. But you're not going anywhere because the Lord is establishing this church is how the two go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. It's a great analogy. Yeah. It makes me think of like uh, Doctor and Covenants. I'm not checking the text here. I'm looking up Doctor and Covenants. I think he's. I see. It's texting. He's like, I'm uh, actually. Yes. He's, no. Oh, is that the Rock? I knew you guys were related. We are. It's my on. cousin. Yeah. Look at he's my cousin. No. What are you he, doing tomorrow afternoon? Oh my god. Yeah. What? You know what the Rock is cooking? He just said that text. It's funny. He always uses that joke. Anyway. All right. No. Um, no. In Doctor and Covenants, it says, "What is it? Verse 30. It says it's the true and living church." It's the only true and living church, right? We confuse that sometimes, I think. I think we confuse what that means when it says true and living. Like the church is true and the church is living, right? I think we look at it like true and living. It's true mm-hmm. and it's living, meaning it's alive. It continues to move and adapt and, and change grow. Yes. and grow. You know what I mean? Policies change. Things change. And so like... It's like, boom. It's right? true because we have that authority and it works. Yeah. But I'm talking it's the living gospel. because it's continuing to. Yeah. Like the gospel does not change. Like yeah. faith, right. repentance, ordinances, covenants, maybe how you do them. Yeah. But like the actual authority of it, everything doesn't change. Right. But the church is living. It can and it, change. And it talks about, it, it, it possibly references this in the Doctrine and Covenants 1069 where it says, Whosoever endureth of my church to the end him will I establish upon my rock. It's interesting because he's talking about enduring the church. Right. And I feel like there's there's an admission there that the church sometimes is going to be something that you have to endure because of the, mm-hmm. its imperfections. It doesn't say endure in the gospel, uh, but, but it, it makes that differentiation between the gospel of Christ and the church yeah. and how different they are. We on this show believe the church and the gospel go hand in hand. You can't have it without the other. Mm-hmm. But part of that realization is knowing that church leaders are going to make Everyone you know has made a mistake. The missionaries who taught you made mistakes. I make mistakes, as you've probably seen on this show. Mm-hmm. If you want the Lord to forgive you and not to judge you wholly on your actions and not to discount every spiritual thing you've felt and every spiritual thing you've, you've, um, you've said and all the good you've done in the world for the gospel, if you don't want the Lord to discount that, then you shouldn't discount the prophets who've made mistakes, who've helped the world. I, th- I think the, one of the biggest things of teaching is living what you teach. You know what I mean? If they didn't, how could they truly teach repentance if they never had to repent? Yeah. How could yeah. they truly teach faith if they've never had to show faith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest ways to show faith is for you yourself to change. And, and so that's you, why and Christ you, suffered all too. Exactly. But at the end of the day, your testimony is based on what the Spirit tells you. What the Spirit confirms to you is true. It's not based on, as important as the prophets are, my testimony does not come from the prophets. It comes right. from the Spirit. Right. So despite mistakes that the leaders make, it doesn't change the fact that the Spirit has told me that this work is true Amen. and the gospel is true. So at the end of the day, that's what, that's that's the important stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Steven, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad I could come. Some, we had it's some good. fun. Good. Good. Deep. Fun. Will you bring uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the show next time? Oh, my God. I thought that that comment, he was trying to sneak it in there, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> when he shared that scripture about The Rock, I was like, oh, The Rock. The Rock. What's he doing? 
I got you. Well, I'll bring it next time. Anyway, Jeez, do you have any like social medias we can promote you on? Uh, Mr. Stephen Jones, M R P H, Stephen with a P H, Jones. Facebook, Instagram, all that. Oh, I'll follow you. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is great. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks again. Yeah. And while you're following him, don't forget, Three Mormons has social media too. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And while you're at that too, <laughs> might as well subscribe to us <laughs> on YouTube. Click the notification <laughs> bell. Yeah. Can you also bring um, Michael Key? Yes. Because you guys also look away. Okay. Also, for some reason, I'm getting Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know why, but like, <laughs> a little what? bit. Really? A, like, yeah, looks? What? I look like Jerry like, Seinfeld. Like a little bit maybe of seasoning of maybe Seinfeld. Maybe it's like the eyebrows. Is it really? Can you just say, oh, what's the deal with airline food? Can you just say that? What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.